Robbie. Yo. Are you fired up about our new official title sponsor? I really am excited. Bro, we talking level up gutters out of Youngsville, Louisiana. Have you ever heard of them, Robbie? I haven't. Bro, I just bought a new house. No joke, no game. I called the competition. I can't get a call back. Won't give me a free estimate. Can't make time for me. I'm talking about level up gutters out of Youngsville, Louisiana. They don't care if you live in Lake Charles. They don't care if you live in New Orleans. They don't care if you live in Alexandria. They're going to give you the free estimate. They're going to give you the personal touch. They're going to make sure you get what you need to succeed because level up gutters, they're winners. And winners win. Winners win. Go like Level Up Gutters on Facebook. The phone number you need to call if you want that free estimate is 337-257-5149. That's 337-257-5149. Don't forget, winners win when you level up. Level Up Gutters. This is what we've learned from Tennessee and a look ahead to Florida. I do not have my dear friend Jay here with me tonight. He's working. But we're going to power through. I think I got some good intel, some good juice. And we'll look forward to the Florida game because you got to bury the fucking Tennessee tape. That was embarrassing. I was there. When Vegas had had you uh, only a three-point spread and then you shit the bed like that, that that was very embarrassing, but I have had a couple days to think about it, and I'm just gonna go through some little points of, of what I still of what I think about our team because we're six games in, we got hard data of what we are. I'm not saying we can't get better, but six games in, you kind of are who you are. So our offense, it's still very clunky. We don't really have an identity. We can't really run the ball other than in the fourth quarter. Other than Jaden Daniels being a really good running quarterback and a couple big runs in the fourth quarter against Mississippi State and Auburn, we have issues. I mean, when is the last time you've seen a LSU team who's running, uh, starting running back was a former walk-on? I mean, just think back, people. I know Armani Goodwin's hurt, and he, is, he was our RB1, but he's hurt. And you got five-star John Emery. And Noah Kane, which I remember Noah Kane coming out of IMG. He was a big deal. I remember watching him uh, commit to Penn State over us. And Emory, look, I'm done with him. You know why Josh Williams is getting the touches? Because he's better in pass pro. And Emory, his last two games, he's fumbled before Tennessee. So we don't, we're not good enough on offense to just be giving the ball away. So, 
So our offense is still clunky, and, and you start to think, what are we good at? So our rushing attack is meh. Passing, we don't really take uh, shots down the field. I know I love Jane Daniels, and I'm hard-headed, but we don't really take shots down the field. Our offensive line is on our sixth combination of starters on the season, Brian Kelly said this uh, Monday. Our defense shows that they could be real good at times, so that's a win because, I mean, Mississippi State seems like they're going to be pretty good, and we flat out shut them down. And we've seen a, see them pitch a shutout against Auburn in the second half. We've seen them play good when they've needed to, other than this Tennessee game. So I'm not not all out on the defense yet. I still like Matt House and our defense. We know that our special teams has been atrocious. And I've had a couple days since the game to think about it, and I know uh, me and Jay were hooping and hollering about uh, getting rid of Polian, getting rid of Polian, and they just might well do that. But once you take a step back and breathe a little bit, you realize – it's not all on him. I mean, it's some of these players' fault. I know no one on the planet that would rather catch the ball than Malik Neighbors and Jack Besh. And Malik dropped two in the Superdome, which hurts your chances of losing that game. And Jack Besh gives them seven points off the top. So the, the right players are in the right position sometimes. So I think it's partial to be Brian Polian. And it's partial to the player. So I'm just, I'm, all I'm saying is, I'm not ready to just give it all to Polian. These players, I mean, we got to hold players accountable at some point in time. This is college football. This is high level college football. You're at LSU. So that's kind of what we know about our team. Uh, a couple little more tidbits. Wide receiver, I'm not sold on the wide receivers. I think we overhyped them. They've got way too many drops. I'm sure some of them are getting open down the field and Jaden maybe won't pull the trigger. And that's partially because our offensive line is fucking trash. Uh, I know he, he has time sometimes, too. And so it's not, I, I know I love Jaden. It's not all on the wide receivers. It's on him some, but when I, whenever he has hit the wide receivers in the fucking head, I've seen it go through hands and tip balls and hit in the chest. Like, they're not as dependable as we thought they'd be. And I, I challenge anyone to fucking say different than that. I think our wide receivers are a tad bit overrated. We know Jaden's great at running the ball. We know uh, he's shown uh, in big moments on big third downs to get plays, uh, big plays we need with his legs. So when you look at our offensive numbers, Jaden is 121 for 176 with 1,215 passing yards, 68% completion, and he's also leading our team in rushing with 360 yards. So like it or, like it or love it, Jaden's kind of the whole fucking offense. It is what it is. This is what we know about our team. And uh, so after a couple days to think about it, all I can get back to is is, is upset and as passionate as we get. And I get it. I, I've come back to give it time. The reason I've come back to give it time is because I looked around. I was like, who's the best coaches? Who's the best coaches in college football? Kirby Smart, Nick Saban, Dabo Sweeney. Some would say Brian Kelly. And Kirby Smart's first year at Georgia, he went 8-5 and five and 4-4 four and four in the SEC. Nick Saban's first year at Alabama, 7-6 and six and 4-4 four and four in the SEC. I pulled Dabo's first two and a half seasons because he took over halfway through his first season. His first two and a half seasons, he was 19-15. and 15. Do you know what we're going to do to bat in Baton Rouge if Brian Kelly goes 19-15 and 15 in his first two and a half years? 
I, I also just threw in Josh Heupel because he's got Tennessee rolling. It's his second year. He was 7-6 and six last year. So it can't be done overnight. And I know we're all, it was embarrassing, the Tennessee game. But I'm not going to sit here and try to sell the farm like some fans I see when we're 4-2 and two and 2-1 two and one in the SEC with a winnable Florida game on the horizon. So everyone relax. Take a deep breath. Keys, keywords. It takes time. Like it or not, we're married to BK. His record, his 30-year tenure in coaching deserves that he gets a chance to fix what needs to be done. And like I said, like it or not, we're married to him. He's going to be here for the next six to eight years. I would say seven to eight, seven to nine years, really. He's not going anywhere. He earned, he, he deserves a shot. We're going to give him the chance. All right, let's move on to the Florida Gators. You kill the, bury the fucking Tennessee tape. That's over. Let's move on to the Florida Gators. They're led by the infamous Sunbelt Billy coach. And old Sunbelt Billy right now is 4-2, and 1-2 and two in the SEC. He's got a win over Utah, which is his biggest win. And that was a good one at the time. Uh, USF, Eastern Washington, Eastern Washington, and Mizzou. The USF game should have lost. Everybody, I know a bunch of people watched that. They played like shit, barely got away with a win. Utah just lost to UCLA this weekend. Maybe that's not as good as good as a win as I thought it was. I predicted Utah to win the Pac-12, so what the fuck do I know? I also predicted AR-15, their quarterback, to be a Heisman contender. And let me read you AR-15 stats. 81 of 145, 1,182 yards, with a 55.9% completion percentage, seven touchdowns, I'm sorry, five touchdowns, seven interceptions. Compared to Jaden Daniels, 121 for 176 for 1,215 yards, 68% completion, and uh, I think Jaden's threw seven touchdowns and one interception, and he also leads, and Jaden also leads our team in rushing. So uh, a couple things that stand out about the Florida team. They're two leading rushers. They're both from Louisiana. One's the Ashan kid, and the other is Montrell Johnson Jr. He's a 5'11 sophomore from New Orleans. So their two leading rushers are Louisiana kids. No surprise there. Hashtag Louisianimals. And let's go over a little, a little brief history, the recent history with LSU. Because every time I read this, it's shocking to me because I do consider Florida a rival. LSU has won the last three games against Florida. LSU has won four out of the last five. LSU has won seven out of the last nine. LSU has won nine out of the last 12. I've seen every single snap of every one of those games. Was at a lot of them. And it's still shocking to hear. And as an LSU fan, if there was a team that had beat us four out of the last five, seven out of the last nine, the last three, nine out of the last 12, I'd say, that's our daddy. Because I could say that about Alabama. Alabama has made us their bitch the last 10 to 15 years. And Florida, if we're going to call a spade a spade, you're our bitch. That's embarrassing. So, let's address the elephant in the room. The elephant in the room is Sunbelt Billy was at ULL and didn't get the interview for uh, LSU. As soon as he became, uh, as soon as the Florida job opened, they went right after uh, Napier. They locked him up. 
there was a lot of reporters, a lot of beat writers, a lot of dudes on the inside who said Napier really wanted the uh, LSU job. And if you remember right, we have hard proof that he turned down Mississippi State in the past and he turned down South Carolina in the past. He wanted the big job, and he did with Florida. But it's interesting if he really, really wanted the LSU job or not. I guess I'll never know. A lot of people think he did. But LSU didn't give him a didn't give him a look. Apparently, Brian had his guy. But the elephant in the room is that no matter what, we'll always compare Brian Kelly to Sunbelt Billy. Because it feels like if LSU wanted him, they could have went and got him and kept him in Louisiana. Even though I heard I did listen on a, to a podcast today, and the guy said it's not that important. We're never going to compare them, but. As long as we play them every year, and I know that's subject to change soon if you're following how this is trending with the teams coming in and how they might do pods. But as long as they're playing each other every year, there will be people compare them. It's going to happen. It, but at the end of the day, the standard is the standard. Brian Kelly was here to br- win, brought here to win national championships. We're not going to do it this year. But he's going to have a long time to get it done. But... I'm not going to be the one that said we're not going to compare them because we're going to. There's going to be a lot of nega tigers, is what Jay calls them, who would say no matter what. Even if they, right now, they they won't say right now that that we should have hired Billy Napier. Because if you look at Billy Napier and Brian Kelly's resume, they're in two different parts of their career. I think Billy Napier is going to be a good coach. I really think he's going to be successful. But... Those people now need they you need to say it now if we if we should hire Billy Napier. Don't wait until Brian, if Brian Kelly flames out and Napier does a good job, then you say, Yeah, we should have hired Billy, blah, blah, blah. No. Do it now. Let us know. Say something. Cause you're probably hiding in the shadows just because you're a nega tiger and you really just want the bad things to happen to LSU, it almost feels like sometimes. But I'm I'm getting off subject. So no matter what. They'll always be compared to each other, and they haven't played each other yet, so what could we look at? We can look at recruiting. They're both recruiting. Right now, Rivals has uh, the 2023 class for uh, Sunbelt Billy as the ninth-ranked class. They have Brian Kelly with the sixth-ranked class. They have 247 has Florida with the 11th-ranked class and LSU as the seventh-ranked class. And on three consistence, uh, consensus has Florida with the ninth-ranked class and LSU with the sixth-ranked class. Both doing good in recruiting. Some people say LSU has a couple more kids. I don't really follow Florida recruiting that much, but a lot of people are thinking LSU is going to finish top three, three, four. So both looking good, though. Let's compare the teams so far. Florida has 2,616 yards of total offense in six games. LSU has 2,573 yards of total offense through six games. Florida has 1,334 passing yards and 1,282 rushing yards. LSU has... 1,538 passing yards and 1,035 rushing yards. People who know more about Florida than me say they got a great offensive line. So that'll probably be a good matchup to watch. Our D-line, who who are we, we're missing the best player on our team, in, in my opinion, and Mason Smith. But it don't matter. We're still getting great production from Wingo. Ali Gay hasn't done as well as we thought. But I, I consider it a strength on our team, on a team that doesn't have a lot of strength as of now. So that'll be a matchup to watch. But... Overall, Florida 2,600 yards, LSU 2,500 yards. Both have kind of sputtered here and there, and both have kind of uh, played well when they've needed to. It's going to be an interesting matchup. I'm interested in if AR-15 continues to make these 
unbelievable mistakes. Because he looks like a super freak whenever it, it, it works for him. He's got an absolute rocket launcher. He can run you over. I think he has the highest ceiling. I said this before the season. He has the highest ceiling in the SEC as quarterbacks. I'm interested to see if he can put it together. He's got a home game at night. They'll be fired up for it. I'm sure that place will be packed. Uh, matchup predictor on ESPN, which is wrong and right all the time. So take it for nothing or what for what it's worth. They've got 62 62.8% LSU. Florida 37.2, but also they had us to beat Tennessee last week, so take that for what it's worth. Vegas, on the other hand, has Florida as a two-and-a-half-point favorite. Now, that was three yesterday, so it's moving. We'll see how that happens. So, to wrap it up, LSU fans. LSU has shown flashes of being a, a fairly good team sometimes, and they've showed flashes of being a pretty shitty team at some times. I think these games are going to be hit and miss. I think you got to take it game to game and just have fun because we're pretty inconsistent in a lot of places. We have some talent. We've got a veteran group, even though even if some of them come from UL or McNeese or Virginia or some of them are still here from being recruited from LSU. We have a pretty veteran team at some spots, but we're wildly inconsistent, and Florida looks like they are too. So I'm going to do better, and I challenge you to do better, don't get too high. Don't get too low. I got real low after Tennessee, like a lot of fans did. Enjoy the ride. Have fun. Crack some beers. Watch the Tigers play. And enjoy it. Have faith in Brian Kelly. Look, we're Tigers fans. Nothing's fucking easy. All you can do is have faith and enjoy the ride as it goes. As for me, I'm all in on Brian Kelly. I think he deserves a chance to get it right, and I think he will get it right. And I'll be the first person to admit I'm wrong. Hey, remember, have fun, drink some beers, pull for the Tigers, don't be a nega tiger. This is Winner's Win. So dirty jumper wet so I keep it clean. Right.